This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Bob Salter, joined by Rich Castle on our program. Rich is a native New Yorker, senior vice president for Gladstone, uh, Neendross and Associates, and E2 New York chapter director. Uh, he is talking with us on our program Um we're going to get into a couple of interesting areas of discussion because we talk about the topic of clean energy and employment. Now, those are interesting areas of discussion. Uh, first of all, Rich, it's nice to have you join us on our program. Good morning. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Bob. I guess uh, let's do a little bit of uh, background. First of all, um, would you tell us a little bit about uh, the uh, firm that I mentioned? Sure. So Environmental Entrepreneurs, or E2 for short, is a national organization of business leaders who work to advance policies that will be good for the environment and good for the economy. We're looking for win-wins. And, uh, you know, renewable power, which I'm sure which we'll talk about, is really exactly that kind of win-win that we look for and that we look to advance in New York, uh, Something uh, programs that are going to reduce emissions and reduce costs for consumers and businesses. Uh, E2 is a national organization, but we have chapters, and I co-direct the the New York chapter. And your listeners can learn more at e2.org, where there's a lot of information about the work we do. When we talk about that idea of renewable power and trying to advance this in New York, how receptive an environment do you find? Well, New York is rapidly becoming a real leader in the nation, and frankly, around the world, on clean energy and renewable power. Governor Cuomo announced the Clean Energy Standard, which firmly puts New York on the path to cleaner renewable energy. And by renewable energy, I mean solar, wind, hydropower, zero-emission energy sources. By 2030, under this program, at least half of all of the energy we use in New York State will be renewable. Uh, We're going to see dramatic increases in solar and wind, and we're going to see dramatic increases in the jobs that are associated with the transition away from fossil fuels over towards clean energy. When you say dramatic, I guess I always want to know, can we quantify that? Well, we can, actually. Uh, E2 released a report with a number of other organizations this summer that found that New York already has 85,000 clean energy jobs. Uh, these are jobs in every county in the state, although more than 50,000 of them are here in New York City, where I live and work. Um, and when we say clean energy jobs, we mean everything from companies that are building solar panels in Buffalo or wind farms in Ithaca to firms that are retrofitting apartment buildings in the city from, uh, from burning dirty high sulfur heating oil in the winter to cleaner, more efficient natural gas. Uh, companies that are working in every town, every county in the state to retrofit homes and offices with energy-efficient lighting and windows and air conditioning and other appliances. So we're talking about a lot of different types of jobs, and we're going to see growth because 
as we transition over, right now we're just under a quarter renewable power. Most of that is hydropower. As we transition towards uh, at least half of it and, a, and much more solar and wind and energy efficiency in our homes and offices, we're going to see those jobs take off. 85,000 is the number today. That's roughly comparable to the construction industry in New York. Uh, we're going to see that go up dramatically. How will that impact things like um you know, areas like transportation, because, you know, you think of the whole uh, movement toward electric vehicles and the like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're going to see big changes in uh, the types of cars we drive, and we're also going to see big changes in how we drive. Um, you know, we already have uh, hybrids, of course. We're starting to see more and more plug-in hybrid cars, cars that can run on gasoline or electric power, and you can plug them in at night if you Uh, And we're starting to see more and more electric vehicles, and those range from battery electric cars, fully electric on battery, to even the start of some cars that run on hydrogen fuel cells. Uh, Toyota um, is going to start soon selling a car like that um, in New York. So, you know, we're really starting to see a change in the technologies. Um, And even for just the plain old-fashioned gasoline car, the fuel economy of that car will double by 2025 under a program that was adopted by the Obama administration a couple of years ago. So we're really going to see a big change, very exciting, and I think it'll have, it'll have environmental uh, benefits, but it'll also have economic benefits because we won't be paying so much for gasoline anymore. And is this something which we you know, are going to really be able to see and feel the state touting as it markets itself because you know new york state does uh, an aggressive job also of trying to market to uh, businesses and obviously to individuals about relocating here right i i think that the combination of clean renewable electricity and um a much more efficient transportation system here uh, is a good combination for businesses that are looking for, for for places to locate, especially here in the city. You know, the, New York City released a report last month that found that by uh, 2050, 80% of the trips that people take, getting to work, delivering packages, are going to be by some uh, clean source. You know, we're seeing it. We, we already have the best transit system in the country, but we're going to see more and more shared vehicles like the Ubers, and we're going to see all sorts of ideas that are just starting to come out in ways that we can get around cleaner. And then you add in replacing coal and natural gas, old natural gas plants with the newest, most efficient gas plants, solar, wind, hydro. Uh, The electricity portfolio is going to be safe, it's going to be cost-effective, it's going to be reliable, um, and it's going to be good for business. So I, I think we're really on a path here that's fantastic. And one of the things when you talk about quantifying, you know, the whole idea of this move toward um, energy efficiency and the number of people working in clean energy, one of the things that I read that impressed me and actually surprised me was you compare the number of people who are working in the clean energy field in New York versus those who are working in something like an area like investment banking. Mm-hmm. Right. So our report looked at the number of clean energy jobs in New York on a county-by-county basis. 
but it also compared those jobs to other industries that we think about all the time. And the two that jumped out for me um, were the construction, where clean energy jobs are already roughly comparable to the construction industry, and as you said, investment banking. We all think that there's so many people in investment banking. There are more people working in clean energy right now, and they are in our, our homes uh, installing energy-efficient heating systems. Uh, they're in our offices putting in energy-efficient lighting, and they're in companies. You know, There's a company in Buffalo that is building what will be the largest solar panel manufacturing facility in the Western Hemisphere. That should be up and running next year. So we're seeing all sorts of different types of investments uh, it's very exciting. And when you look at the E2 organization with it being, you know, a national uh, nonpartisan organization, is there a certain level of um, competitiveness between uh, the efforts in various states? And is that a good thing? Well, I think states compete all the time for jobs and uh, and providing safe, reliable, clean cost-efficient, cost-effective power is part of how they compete. Uh, I think it will be an increasing part, way, part of the package that attracts businesses. You know, energy is always a, a meaningful cost of, biz, a cost of doing business for any company, and the more energy they use, the more bigger slice of their cost pie that it is. Um, and it's, you know, our whole lives we've watched energy prices go up, come down, uh, go up, come down. Um, and I think that, you know, I work for a firm that helps companies try to not only reduce their emissions but reduce their costs. We focus on transportation, but we're also in the energy sector. The name of the game is not just cutting emissions. It's how do you do it in a way that is good for the bottom line, too. And New York because of this new program that will bring 50% of our energy renewable by 2030, New, York, New Yorkers, whether they're consumers or businesses, are going to have uh, an energy stream that's not just cleaner, but that's very cost-effective. And that's an important piece of it, because um, it's important to be clean, but we also need to have uh, a, a strong economy. We need to be developing in a way that our investments are efficient for our wallets as well as they are for our, for our lungs. Well, cost-effective in what fashion? Can we quantify that in terms of what that means for, let's say, an average electric bill on a monthly basis? We, we can. We can. Uh, independent experts who are looking at the governor's clean energy standard found that meeting the goal of 50% renewable energy by 2030 will increase cost to the consumer at about $2 a month. That's based on what we know now. But what we've seen in every clean air and energy efficiency program since the first Clean Air Act was adopted in 1970 is that as programs get implemented and volumes go up, the costs go down. I'll give you an example. Fifteen years ago, EPA adopted a clean truck rule that industry initially said would raise the prices of every item moved by truck in the whole country. Today, we now know that that never happened. We know that every dollar invested in those cleaner trucks created $13 in health benefits from reduced asthma, cancer, tens of thousands of premature deaths that just vanished uh, every year. But not only that, as the trucks got cleaner, they got more efficient, which meant that companies using, owning, renting, leasing those trucks 
had lower costs. And so overall, by the time the program was fully implemented, there were there was there were no net costs to businesses, and the cost to consumer well it wasn't there was no cost. It was thirteen dollars in health benefits for every dollar invested. What will be the numbers by 2030? We can't know, and I wouldn't pretend to, to, to forecast the future. But what we do know is when we look at energy-efficient appliances, when we look at uh, cleaning up power plants, when we look at cleaning up cars, trucks, buses, in every one of those instances, by the time the programs were, were fully implemented, the costs were less than industry originally estimated, and the benefits were greater. Rich Castle, who's a native New Yorker, talking with us on our program and sharing some information contained in Clean Jobs New York. Interesting report. Um, there's information available at E2, that's the numeral 2.org, as well on um, the organization, which is Environmental Entrepreneurs, and also on the report itself. Rich, thank you very much for joining us and sharing these insights. This is a situation we're obviously going to be watching because it's one that's going to affect and hopefully benefit all of us. Well, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to speak with you and your listeners today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.